people. Welcome to Strange Talk with Doc. Hope you had a good week, good weekend. Everything is beautiful with you and yours. You know, I always tell you that. I mean it also, and I hope that you wish me the very same. It's not mandatory. You could wish me anything you like, but I hope you wish me the best. I want to talk about something before we move on to the show. If you genuinely want to keep anything, you must be first willing to give it away. You have to be. Now, we all know this song by Sting, or at the time, it might have actually been, uh, yeah, Sting, the police. If you love someone, set them free. Free, free, set them free. You know, the Red Hot Chili Peppers, give it away, give it away, give it away now. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about also, if you want to maintain any kind of knowledge, anything that keeps you whole, you must be freely willing to share it with others. When you give it away, you learn more about it. Say you are a drug addict and you are in recovery and you have found a way to stay clean and sober for years and you don't help anybody else, then you are being selfish. You are maintaining the keys and the ability to teach others. And as you teach them, you relearn. That's what I'm saying. If you know how to golf, if you freely teach somebody else how to golf, you are also practicing. It, it applies to almost any subject, savings, being kind to a neighbor, learning how to let things roll off your back, or uh, relationships, not being too overbearing on your partner. If you freely give something away, it always comes back to you. It's a boomerang effect. And the effect is always in a positive manner for the most part. There are no 100% towel rules. And I'm not going to sit here and lie to you because I wouldn't feel good about myself if I lied straight, bold-faced to anybody. It's not what I'm Strange Talk with Doc is about. But the things that we have, any time, and I know I'm saying this over and over again, any time that we share what makes us us, with somebody else, we become more of us. You become more of yourself. But when you are selfish about everything that is yours, a hungry man who never shares food because he has so much food will always remain hungry. He will never have his hunger satisfied because selfishness is a sickness. Selfishness is a poison. And to grow we must plant seeds in others. We are the tree. So imagine yourself, these things that you are sharing with other people are seeds. They're seeds that are falling to the ground, but you're helping to replant them. You have that ability. You have that power. So please, if you've got something and you really want to keep it shared with somebody else, it will guarantee to always be yours. And that means freely give your love and love will be returned upon you. Even if nobody else you think loves you for the same amount of love that you give, you're loving yourself by freely sharing your love with others. So I'm going to move on from that subject. And let's go on with the show, people. Houston basketball star Darius Lee, he was shot and killed in Harlem. Uh, this dude was one of people, of nine people who were shot in this Harlem shooting last Monday. And this young man who seemed to be heading places in life, 
had his life snuffed out at the age of 21. I don't know the full circumstances, but it was nine people shot in another mass shooting, this time in Harlem, New York. I mean, this guy was getting ready to graduate from college. He seemed to have a lot of people who stood up and spoke out for him. And so I, I say rest in peace to this young man, Caleb Swanigan. He's a former NBA player, and he played at Purdue. He died at the age of 25. Fleetwood Mac's keyboardist, Brett Tuggle, died at the age of 70. Fleetwood Mac was one of the biggest groups of the 70s and 80s in the world, in the entire world. Uh, and Jalen Ferguson, a Baltimore Ravens linebacker, he died at the age of 26. Now, these are three very young athletes who passed away last week. And I say rest in peace to their family. Now, one of the most charismatic and biggest characters of the NFL in the late 1990s to the 2000s, Tony the Goose Saragusa, died at the age of 55. This dude was a Super Bowl champ. He was a big, fat Italian dude. Uh, the Goose was a special kind of character. He played with Ray Lewis and those Baltimore Ravens that were really good. I believe this was the team that beat the New York Giants in the Super Bowl. And former commanders, quote unquote, at the time, the Washington Redskins, uh, Brig Owens died at the age of 79. This dude is in their ring of honor. He's a legendary, uh, once again, quote unquote, Redskins, former football player. And he died at the age of 79. Now, the Supreme Court overruled this concealed gun carry laws in New York City. Now, I'm not going to get into that on this particular episode of the podcast, because following this podcast, I expect to speak to five different people who live in the city of New York, and I'm going to find out how this rule affects them, and I will give my opinion on that at that time. But the Supreme Court also overturned Roe versus Wade. Now, hopefully this will send the abortions back to the states, but there seems to be a lot of states who are anti-abortion. I think this is abomination. I believe that a woman has the right to choose. And also, this puts a lot of young men and a lot of young women who did not want to have babies together, and they might have made an error while the heat of passion took over, and now she's pregnant, and now they both tied together. This child is tied to this couple for 30, 40, the rest of their lives. Uh, and these were two people who wanted to just maybe have a good time and move on. So responsibility level and young people have to kick up a notch. It really does. Because a lot of people who are for this overturning of the rule will do nothing to help the abandoned babies. They will do nothing to help the kids that are going to be in orphanages. They're not going to do anything to help the kids that are going to be abused by frustrated and angry parents who may, one, not be able to afford these kids. Then we also have to look at the fact that overturning this rule and stating that incest and rape is not an excuse to get a legal abortion is insanity. Uh, I hate the fact that women are treated the way they are in this country. We're supposed to be better than these quote-unquote uh, strict uh, orthodox Muslim countries, but then we treat our women like fourth-class citizens. And the darker the woman, the worse she gets treated. And this is going to affect a lot of women who are of the lower income standard, because I guarantee you if Ivanka Trump-type people wanted an abortion, they could still get one. 
So a caste system will be in place when it comes to a situation like this. And it's just a sad day for America. The Supreme Court is overstepping their bounds. Like I said, I'm not going to touch on the concealed carry gun on this episode, but on the very next episode, I will discuss that. I listened to Eminem and Snoop's From the D to the LBC. I thought that was a very good song. I don't know if they're going to come out with a whole album or not. I thought that the song was very good. I never heard Snoop Dogg be so lyrical. I'm wondering if he had a ghostwriter, but please forgive me for, you know, shitting on uh, Snoop's bed by saying that. But it did make me think that he's damn near 50 years old and all of a sudden he became lyrical. But I did enjoy the song. So I watched a little bit of TV. Let's just go through that very briefly. So You Think You Can Dance is a very good show. It's been around for a very long time. But to leave the voting in the hands of the studio audience is just a recipe for disaster because they can go across racial lines. There have been people who have been in the bottom who have no business being in the bottom. I looked at that bottom last week and it was mostly black for no fucking reason when there are worse dancers on the show. I'm hoping that they listen to their audience. They listen to their Twitter feeds and they see that people are not happy with that. What's the purpose of having the judges if the audience, not the at home, how can it be America's favorite dancer when only that studio audience is voting on the dancers? I watch MasterChef. MasterChef's a good show if you just want to waste a little bit of time in your life. It's no big deal. It's a, You ain't got to think. It's just time wasted watching some lunatics cook and Ramsey, Aranj Sanchez, and some other idiot judge them. The Ultimate Fighter is actually with Amanda Nunes and Jennifer Pena, the worst season in the history of The Ultimate Fighter. The fights aren't good per se. Uh, the two coaches are not really engaging with each other. So the drama that we usually get from that, we're not getting. Doc said in the 90s, season two has been very good. They dealt with the MTV years, the years with MTV real role, real world role rules, uh, that era. The Shy season five came back this week and it dealt with relationship issues. Uh, everybody seems to be going through some form of drama in their relationship. I mean, can't anybody be in a happy relationship? Uh, and as you would notice that one of the main characters did not return. The transgender woman did not return to season five. So they had to put a hiccup at the very end of the show that she was having issues with her man that never we never seen in the storyline. They seemed to be quite happy. He wanted to get engaged to her, but because she's no longer with the show, and this has been a running theme with the shot. From the very first season, they lost somebody. The second season, they lost somebody. It's always been due to some stuff behind the scenes. They have to fix it, or the show is going to die a horrible death, and it could last for years, and it, that kind of upsets me. Flatbush Misdemeanors is back also. Now, Flatbush Misdemeanors deals with these two guys. Kevin and Dan. Kevin's an artist, a struggling, starving artist. Dan is a New York City school teacher, drug addict. And how they get along with these students, and Kevin and Dan are best friends. They were living together. Kevin went back home. So this episode was geared to Kevin and why he came back to New York. 
And the first episode was geared to Dan and him dealing with his drug addiction and being suspended from being a teacher. So I highly recommend that show. And also, I watched The Boys. The Boys dealt with a superhero orgy. <laughs> this show is fucking insane. There's no other ways to say it. It is fucking insane. There's some scenes that happened in the last two weeks, one between the dildo killings, this one with a uh, jism shot out of this world, I guess only a superhero could produce. It was insane. I can't wait to see how these last two episodes end with this soldier boy and um, what the hell is the lead dude's name? Soldier boy and um, it's really going to fuck with me when this uh, uh, the podcast is over and it, it hits me in the head. But they have like a Superman type hero and he is a horrible human being. He's uh, uh, almighty and all powerful, but he's insane. And I also started watching Menudo Forever Young. This is a four part documentary. I believe it's on HBO or Showtime. It's about the young Puerto Rican group Menudo that was big deal back in the 80s, maybe up to the mid to late 80s and early 90s. And the stuff that they dealt with the first two episodes, the first one was the streaky, squeaky clean episode. The second one started alluding into the fact that sex and drugs was involved. Now, when they ended off at the end of the second episode, they were starting to talk about the abuse of these young men. So I can't wait to see three and four to see how this wraps up. Unfortunately, this weekend, my New York Yankees were no hit by three pitches from the Houston Arrows. Christian Javier, Hector Ness, and Ryan Presley, they combined to no-hit the Yankees three to zip. Now, the Yankees won game one, lost the game two in this no-hitter. Yesterday, the Yankees were being no-hit to the sixth inning, but thank God their bats caught on. Uh, LeMayu hit a home run, Stanton hit a home run, and Judge hit a dramatic three-run home run in the 10th inning to win this game 6-3. So the Yankees are back on track, and that makes me ecstatic. The World Swimming Governing Body has banned transgender women from competing in women events. I don't know what they're going to do to involve transgender women to be able to have sports, but they cannot, and they should not. These are effectively born males who have testosterone who are competing against athletes who only have estrogen. Now, I don't know if there is some kind of test to show that these transgender women now have such low testosterone in their body that they're not effectively masculine, but something has to be done. I, I know these, these transgender women want equal rights and they want a chance, but women should not be robbed of anything because somebody decides, suppose you decide at 19 and you still look 100% male and you said you're willing to put on, you're willing to put on a bikini top and bikini bottoms just so you can compete against them, but you haven't even done any transformation or transforming. You're not even taking the estrogen shots. So it's, it's, it's unfair to the women. And I, I'm very happy that the world swimming governing body has stepped in. Uh, now, weightlifting needs to step in. Anything that is physical contact needs to step in. I don't know how it affects basketball, but a bigger, stronger 
see a six foot nine, six foot ten transgender woman who decides they want to be a woman at this late stage and play basketball in the WNBA. We don't need some basically born male dominating female sports. It's just not fair to them. We had the NFL draft this week and the Orlando Magic selected with the first pick in the draft, Paolo Banchero from Duke. Five Duke plays were picked in the first two rounds. Now, Duke plays don't always translate to big-time bowlers in the NBA, but we'll see how this works out. Orlando needs the help. He's a pretty good wing player. We'll see how that goes. Ole Miss baseball team won the NCAA World College, the World Series of College. They beat Oklahoma University, so they are the champions. Congratulations to them. And the Colorado Avalanche finally ended Tampa Bay Lightning's domination in the NHL and won their third Stanley Cup in their franchise history, And but the first in 21 years with a 2-1 victory over uh, Tampa Bay, who were the defending champs. They beat them four games to two. So congratulations to the Avalanche for bringing home the Stanley Cup to Colorado. Rob Gonkowski has decided to retire after 11 seasons and four Super Bowls, and he probably had two more Super Bowl appearances plus Pro Bowls. I'm hoping that Gronk, and I always did wish that Gronk and Tom leave the game as healthy as possible with their marbles intact. Gronk has been nothing but a delight to football fans. I mean, I wish him the best. I'm sure the opportunities for him to do things, make commercials, do guest appearances, things of that nature are great. So, it's nothing but an upside for Gronk. Uh, he, he's hard to dislike, even if you don't like the Patriots. You could hate Brady, but there was never really a reason to dislike Gronk. So I wish him nothing but the best. So Deshaun Watson settles with 20 of the 24 women who filed lawsuits against him. And from the news that comes out on Tuesday, the NFL is going to start their disciplinary hearings on Mr. Watson, and we'll see how that works. I'm expecting him, this is just me guessing, I'm expecting him to get a full year suspension, but they made sure that they set up his pay where it was really for no money. I don't know how the hell Cleveland got away with it, how he got away with it, how his agent got away with it, with a man of Deshaun Caliper's football status being able to be only paid like 1.1 million dollars for the first season of his contract the ufc had a fight night barkaskian versus Gramat, neil magley versus sirak rachmaninoff tiago moses fought christian giles and i have to say out of the last five or six ufcs this is by far one of the worst ufc cards that i have seen Neil Mackey looked out of it. If I look him up today and found out that he had some kind of injury or something going on with him personally, I wouldn't be surprised. He never was in this. Rachmaninoff handled him and controlled him for the two rounds of the fight. He looked weak. He looked uh, emaciated. He he looked like he wasn't really even there. Uh, so this was not a very good card. Now, UFC 276, which is in Las Vegas next week, it's a UFC fan week, the, the Hall of Fame week. is a huge card. And let me just run down the card lineup as I have it. Israel Alessandra is going to fight Jared Cannonier. 
I'm hoping Cannonier ends Alessandro's uh, championship reign. I've grown to dislike Israel Alessandro. I believe that he's a whitewashed black man. And I'm just not with that kind of black man. You got the UFC middleweight champion, Alexander Vogolowski. He's fighting Max Holloway for the third time. I love Max, but I respect Vogolowski so much that I'm just going to sit back and enjoy this. Then you got a flyweight championship. Sean Strickland is fighting Alex Piera. Alex Piera, if he doesn't come in there with his normal nonsense, because he's one of those flashy showboat, let me dance my ass to the ring guys. If he comes in there all business, this should be a barn burner. You got Lauren Murphy was supposed to fight Misha Tate. For some reason, Lauren Murphy had to back out. So they're trying to keep Misha Tate on the card. So we don't know. I will be announced. Pedro Munoz is fighting Sean O'Malley at Bantamweight. Finally, Sean O'Malley fights somebody in the top 10. Let's see how this works out. We've seen Sean O'Malley pretty much motor through guys, but they were not guys of any name. Let's see him with a top 10 contender. Uriah Hall is fighting Andre Munoz. Jessica I is fighting Macy Barber. Brad Tavares is fighting Dracus DePlisi. And Robbie Lawler, who's actually on the undercard, is fighting Brian Barberina. So on paper, this is an outstanding card that the people are getting for Fan Fest Week in Vegas. I'm hoping that it's a big blowout. I'm hoping that this is enjoyable, that I'm at the edge of my seat and screaming in my house next Sunday as I watch this. And also next Sunday, you got the WWE Money in the Bank. And here's the card. You got the U.S. Championship. Theory's going up against Bobby Lashley. I think that they're going to let Theory maintain the title. The Usos versus the Street Profits. I don't think that they're taking the belts off of anybody in the bloodline at this particular time. So they maintain. Ronda Rousey is not losing to Italia. Bianca Belair is fighting Carmella. There's no way they're giving Carmella the belt. You got the women's money in the battle ladder match, which is going to be Lacey Evans, Alexa Bliss, Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez, and Oscar. I think they're going to have Raquel Rodriguez come out of that. Then you got the men's money in the bank, which is going to be Seth Rollins, Sheamus, Drew McIntyre, almost. And I don't remember who the fourth person is going to, or the fifth person is going to be. But the way I look at it is I see uh, Drew McIntyre coming out of the money in the bank as the winner. Now, there also was a big pay-per-view for AEW called uh, Forbidden Door, and I believe they have Blood and Guts next week. I have not watched Forbidden Door yet. Uh, I'm still on the fence with AEW. I don't like all, everybody with the face paint. I don't like every chance they get there's a run-in gang mentality beatings nobody handles their business on their own there's always five or six people involved uh everybody is not familiar with these japanese wrestlers so a lot of them are like unless you like a knucklehead and you know what the AEW crowd is a huge turnoff these motherfuckers are already screaming that was awesome by the time they put the key in ignition in their front in their parking garage before they get to the arena they're already screaming this is awesome so i mean they're not even going with what they see in the ring they're going with you know what let's try to make ourselves into a fake ecw which is bullshit you know what let aew survive on its own accord and not try to link yourself to something that you have nothing to do with so the fans need to slow down the announcers definitely need to slow down 
Uh, Jim Ross is, uh, should be retired. Everything he's seen is now the greatest thing that he's ever seen in his 30-plus years of wrestling. And he, that makes him a bold-faced fucking liar. Oh, this is the this is the hardest hitter. This is the greatest leaper. This is the most exciting. No, it's not, man. You have done matches in front of 50, 60,000 people. Don't tell me 17,000 people was the loudest crowd that you've ever heard. And once again, please stick with me for my next show. It'll be me, another doc, Eric, Netboy, who used to host the show with me in June. And we are going to discuss the New York City Supreme Court concealed carry overturning of the law. And I appreciate you. I wish you nothing but the best. I hope that you have a great week. And like I said, if you want to reach out to me, please do so. You could do it via email. Go to my website. I'm never going to ask you to subscribe, share, or anything like that. But if you organically would like to do that, if you would organically like to send me an email or send a thank, uh, a thumbs up, or even a go fuck yourself, Doc, I'm all for it, man. I love hearing from you, positive or negative. It does not make a difference as long as it's truthful and you mean what you say and you say what you mean. We got no problems. I'm going to tell you to I speak to you next time, people. Peace to you and peace to you.